incoming temporal transmission. Message received. Decoding. Begin playback. The Angler Fish of Time, a show where we futurelings dangle some words into the past and hope to get a bite. Today, I dispute uh, Surferbot's words that we have wrapped up the time conundrum in a nice, neat bow. We have many questions. How did time get to be reliant on a single person? Who were these two people emailing each other? Why is there only a single text file of the exchange? Why is more information not available? Anyways, my name is Sack Eh. And I am a special guest tonight, and I'd like to introduce this show's two co-hosts, Daily Gaudilia and Servobot number 8662E0. Thank you. Hello, my name is Servobot number 8662E0, the pins and whistles, and I'd like to know why can't we just declare that sometimes timeline problems and timekeeping problems can be wrapped up in a simple bow. Sometimes I think that simple solutions are the easiest solutions, and then you don't have to worry about all the stuff going on in the background. I'm Daily Godelia, and while everybody else is talking about deep things, my desk is covered in tiny stuffed octopuses. Octopi? Octopi. Octopuses. I think you can do both. I think you can do both. Octopods. 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 Yes. This show is not PG. This show is E. E. For explicit, because y'all keep cussing. God fucking damn it. (laughs) Well, that wraps that up in a neat bow. Yes, it does. Neat little bows are nice. You should put some neat little bows on them neat little octopods. That would be cute. It would be cute. Like if they were little pastel colored octopods with little pastel colored bows. Most of them are orange. That's fine. You can give them orange bows or what's something that goes with orange but doesn't clash with it in a weird way? Green. Ah. They look like little pumpkins. Yeah, Yeah, I guess pumpkins. They they could pretend to be little pumpkins. That would be a... No, yeah, like seriously, like put the bow directly on top of its head. Cute. And then it's a little octopumpkin, as long, especially if they have yellow eyes. And then, yeah. Oh my goodness. It's going to be great. E. All right. So we've established the best idea that has ever been had. On this show. It's not the best idea. It's just a very gourd idea. Uh-huh. <laughs> that took a moment. And I'm ashamed of myself for not getting it right away. Add another point to your tally. Yay. I'm winning. Yeah, I don't think anyone has a chance of catching up. All right, so this was the news, but now it is the olds. I have a story that I can't follow. I don't know. You can't follow? I read it like five times and I have no idea what it's saying. Okay. All right, this is a story from the Anaconda Standard. Okay. This was published. Yeah, so first off, there's a town in Montana whatever a Montana is, there's a town called the Anaconda Standard. I bet that they are fans of Nicki Minaj and Sir Mix-a-Lot there. That would be my guess if I had to put money on it. If I had to lay some company credits down on that assertion, I would say they like Nicki Minaj and Sir Mix-a-Lot. I think Baby Got Back was published in like the 1700s, right? Yeah. Sounds right. Okay, so that checks out. Booties have existed for a long while. I think 1700s is a great Mm -hmm. guess. Yeah, I mean, that's like all of the data points towards that. So this story is from January 28th, 1896, and it is called His Fishing Trip. 
if you're confused at any point, um, welcome. Raise your voice. Because that's where I am. Yeah. So his fishing trip. Jefferson Valley Zephyr colon engineer Benson has suddenly inherited an abhorrence of fish. So much. Wait. S- yes. Zephyr Benson. Zephyr colon engineer Benson. Okay. Proceed. Has suddenly inherited an abhorrence of fish. So much so, in fact, that he absolutely refuses to recognize codfish aristocracy and condemns the use of fish plates along the line. What? It seems, yeah. <laughs> What's a fish plate? What's a codfish we're, aristocracy? We're only a couple sentences in, all right? No. <laughs> it's, it's real hard to grasp anything going on in this story. Okay. It seems that the gallant plug puller, who has caught everything from a whale to a tadpole, has had many a sucker on his string concluded during his layover at Logan to go up the river a mile or so and hook a string of the speckled beauties. Alas, fickle confidence, thou beckoneth us onward by golden visions and giveth us the horse laugh in the end, for the train he started was on a, was on time orders and did not stop till it got to three forks ten miles away. While loafing about the office at that place, and in the meantime kicking himself for being a great big fish, the unhappy knight of the footboard overheard them calling him up at Logan by telephone to go out on a run. And as his non-appearance meant at least 30 days, he was completely overwhelmed by perplexity. However... He quickly sized up the situation, and seeing but one opening, he borrowed a couple of white signals from the station agent, and after working up a regular camelback gate, started for Logan with sparks flying from both boot heels. It was just one hour and three minutes when he, barefooted and soaked with perspiration, reported at the Logan office, just in time to learn that the operator at Three Forks had given the boys the tip by telegraph and that the telephone message he, that he overheard was merely a josh to try his speed as a long-distance pedestrian. The boys will now back him against the world in a hundred-mile go as you please. Is this that is it? slam poetry, right? That's it. I have no this, this idea. This is slam poetry. This is I have no story. idea what's going on in this story. There's a man. He, There's he a man. doesn't like a specific fish because he got a lot of the specific he fish. Does, he refuses to recognize codfish aristocracy. So he will not bow before the king codfish. Even though he's fished everything from a whale to a tadpole. Yes, he is a gallant plug puller. He condemns the use of fish and plates. And then his speed was challenged by two boys with a telegraph. Yeah, this guy who's real known for well known for fishing was told... He overheard a phone call. The phone call caused him to run to another place that he was already in. And then he found out via telegraph that the telephone call was a scam. And he he ran for no reason. I. He ran to be Cod King. Yeah. My only explanation is that this is, in fact, slam poetry and it wasn't meant to make sense. It could be slam That's poetry. It's very good like thought process there i'd like to think perhaps it was well, how else would you interpret it if it wasn't i don't i was trying i was trying real hard to you find did, something and i appreciate i heard your servers or your servos spinning and nothing i can't yeah. process this you can't process this maybe level 99 pikachu can process this but i sure as heck cannot <laughs> 
it's possible that level 99 Pikachu could save us if he were not a fictional hypothetical character. But the problem, I don't know. Like the story starts with a guy who refuses to bow before the King Codfish and it ends with a bunch of pranksters who uh, would pay for this guy to enter what I'm assuming is a race called a hundred mile go as you please. It's a wild ride from start to finish. And then it breaks into Shakespearean English in the middle there for no reason and then drops it after a couple sentences. Not not to disenfranchise our audience, but I think this author had a stroke midway through this article. I, like... Yeah. No. Something was happening. Like, they they were supposed to write two articles and then they just kind of blurred. severely problematic and I don't know what to do with it. It's just, it's there. It was, it's like a, like, it was, the other thing is the story had a break. So, like, it goes down, it starts at the bottom of the page, and then there's a column break, and the rest of the story is at the top of the page. So you're, like, hooked in, because you get to, like, he's the unhappy knight of the footboard. Uh, <laughs> and you're like, okay, maybe if I could find more of this story, it would make sense. There is more at the top of the page, and it doesn't, it doesn't, Fix it doesn't anything. fix itself. It doesn't get better. You're just he's he's running for from one train station to another train station. There's no fishing happening anywhere in this story. Uh is that all the background on who this person was? Like that entire thing was supposed to lead into the racing story? Maybe Jefferson Valley Zephyr Colon Engineer Benson like was a popular name in foot <laughs> racing at the time. And this was like the origin story. I am thoroughly confused. I'm going to have a headache for the rest of this recording. It's like yeah. my splitting Here, headache. I want to show you the, the thing that brought me to look at this newspaper in the first place. Please do. So this is what brought me to look at this newspaper in the first place. If I show you this, this is an image. Okay, so we're, we're sort of uh, uh, making things a little bit more difficult for people uh, viewing this or listening to this show. Uh, I might, I've been including the newspaper stories on our website. I might include this image on the website as well, just because of how incredible it is. But I need you to take a look at this. Please, please show us. This is by far the largest thing on the front page of this newspaper. What? Just in the bottom right corner of the newspaper, bigger than anything else on the page. This is the largest text besides the title, The Anaconda Standard. You're including this on the website. There's no if, ands, or buts. Yeah, no, that's very necessary. So if you're if you want to see what I'm talking about, go ahead and check out our website, post2039.com. If you to, check under archives, it looks you can so find concerning. To give a what? brief a very brief visual to the listeners only. Imagine someone sat on a Rottweiler nose first, <laughs> and the jaw just kind of became a you, and it wants to know what do you want. Uh-huh. I feel like that's a pretty good description. So if you take that visual image, if, you, if you're if you intrigued even more by that and you want to know what it is, go to post2039.com, check out our archives, and look under The Olds. That is where all of the newspaper articles from this segment are kept if you want to read any of them for yourself. And like, also look at this picture. I feel like I'm looking at a jock that has anxiety. It's, it's just, there's a lot of emotion in this. 
There's a lot of emotion in this picture. So that's what brought me to the page. And then as I looked around it, I'm like, what on earth is this fishing story about? This whole newspaper is insane. They've listened to Baby Got Back way too many times. Oh my God. Okay. So, all right. So moving on from the olds, we've we've laid a, a ground base there. Okay. That's where we're at right now. <laughs> well, I hope today isn't the day. But this might be the magnum opus. This might be the be-all and end-all. This is Jean Jackets. Jean Jackets. Now, the reason I'm a little scared here, today's question might be the end of this of all of the Jean Jacket segments. Oh, no. I want to know, what clothing can't be a Jean Jacket? Shirts or a maybe? Socks? Who knows? Can shoes? Jean jackets? Does it need holes? How many holes? Masks? Gloves? Chokers? We've discussed a lot in jean jackets and jean jackets anatomy yeah, and entomology, but we've gotten pretty far and we're using up the jean jacket clothing supply. Uh-huh. I want to know what's not a jean jacket. What is not a jean jacket? That is a devastating question. But it's one that we're going to have to answer. Uh, I agree. You agree to what? I agree that we have to answer this question. <laughs> I don't know if there's a way forward after today, but hopefully. We can't not do this, though. We can't put this off. It has to happen. We've established shirts as a maybe. They have holes, especially Hawaiian shirts, are definitely a jean jacket. Uh-huh. We've established the ultimate jean jacket in the form of a cargo skirt mm -hmm. with zippers. Yeah. But zippers are not a requirement. Mm -hmm. Holes. How? Let's start with holes. How many holes does a jean jacket need at minimum? Okay, so we were talking about this previously when we were talking about how deep pockets can be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you sew the ends of a jean jacket shut, they become pockets. essentially like a onesie. Yeah, they become pockets for your legs like a onesie footy pajama style jean jacket. So that means if you're going to be inside it, say for example, that we were talking in another, in another edition, we were talking about uh, fursuits yes. and fursonas. Yes. That can be an entire full body thing with just a hat on, like a helmet on top of it, but we're not gonna talk about the helmet just yet. And then, like, footy pajamas is essentially the same as a fursuit, except uh, Only the the, there's a sort of, a, yeah, well, or there's, like, a hood. It might still be the top half. So if it's a fursuit, the jean jacket only requires one hole, the hole by which you enter the fursuit. If it's footy pajamas, then you need three holes, one for each of your hands and then one for your head. Why do you need three holes? One for each of your hands and one for your head. Why do you need hand holes? Well, you don't if it's a fursuit. So I think, I guess, I guess I'm answering my own question. All right, hear me out though. Potato sacks. Potato sacks. One hole. One hole. So I guess, I guess that is the answer. So potato sack style jean jackets, fursuit style jean jackets, there's one hole. There's a one hole minimum on all jean one jackets. Hole, one hole. So, jean jacket requires an entrance. Mm. If yes. you are entirely so, is there a hole um, maximum? <clears throat> no, you can have a ripped maximum. jean jacket. No, no, no. So, here's my question: because holes can be an aesthetic choice. Yeah. So, so we're we're gonna dial in here. If you need one hole, say you've got a morph suit. Does the zipper that's closed 
count as deleting that hole while it's closed? No. Okay. So a morph suit can be a jean jacket. Yes, Dang because it. a house is closed. You can you can a house still has an entrance. Yeah. Even so, if the door is closed. So a jean jacket requires an entrance. So here's something I don't know what you would call this, but here's something that's not a jean jacket by at least that parameter. Mm-hmm. If you have a morph suit style clothing that you are sewn into, like you step into it, there's no zipper, and it is sewn shut once you're inside, there is no entrance to that anymore. That's a horror I'm story. I'm hearing like a wedding dress, but like without the holes, because yeah, most brides are dress, sewn into the dress. Yeah, a wedding dress is still a jean jacket because it has other exits. Yes, yeah, so if it was like, so yeah, along those yeah, lines. So horror, horror scenario for claustrophobes. Uh, being sewn into a morph suit does not count as wearing a jean jacket. That's just your skin now. Yeah, that's just your skin now. You are that. That's what you are. You have to put other jean jackets on over top of it. That's become the you new you. You are your fear. You are the closed space. That's what you have become, and there's no escaping it. But I don't know what that would be called besides just a horror scenario. So what article of clothing cannot be a jean jacket? So let's talk about hats. Hats have one hole. Hats have one At hole. At least. At least. But that's not the only requirement for being a jean jacket. We what? started with pants way mm. back at the beginning. Yes. I think pants are a good way to look at this. Okay. Because if the question is, can a jean jacket be worn as pants? What if that's the qualifier? Everything else we've talked about can be worn as pants. Okay. But can hats. Can it cover the legs? And stay there without you having to hold it. Belts exist. Belts exist. If I wore but a But how are you wearing the on, hat? Like, no. I don't think, you can't wear a hat as legs. No, you, you can wear a visor. There is a lot of really big beanies out there. If okay. you started sewing together enough hats to make pants, they would cease being hats. So hats are yeah. not jean jackets. Hats are not jean jackets. Here's the so beanie beanies are essentially big old potato sacks. Yes. If they're or large small enough. old potato sacks. Yeah, until you tiny turn them potato big. sacks. Unless you make them big. Individual potato potato sacks. Yes, yeah, so if you wanted to sack one potato, if you wanted to sack one pea, then uh you would have a beanie for the job. But you could, if it was big enough, still wear it as a hat. And wear it as a jean jacket. But I guess that's sort of the qualifier. Because you can put pants on your head. Yeah. Like that can be done. So once the beanie is big enough, it's no longer a hat, I think. It becomes pants. And then... If you wear it as such. Yeah. And then same goes for like a visor. Because you can you can wear a visor around around your waist if it is wide enough. And then it's like a skirt. I imagined not wide visors, but just getting like... 20 or 30 visors and layering them down the sides of your legs so you had like flaps like scale mail battle armor yes yeah battle flaps yeah so if you have some I'm just imagining flaps. a golf course of old men wearing visors but it's battle armor now so there's like there's like certain <laughs> s- certain sets of hats that are not jean jackets okay I think. so not beanies not visors chokers but- chokers have one two one holes yeah and you could wear them around your legs but it's essentially it's like a bracelet yes 
So I guess a choker is essentially a jewelry. You need a long choker. You need a, a choker that can cover a full leg. If you have a, a choker that's long and covers a full leg, uh, then it's just like a footless sock. <laughs> or if you have a choker, but that's... chokers in general are not jean jackets. What if you? Yeah. What if you had a choker that was real long, except the top part of it was skinnier than the bottom part, and also had some elastic in it, and it could cover both of your legs? Are you suggesting well, a skirt? Yeah, that's just a skirt again. Yeah, which is a jean jacket. Which is a jean jacket. So it's like a lot of these things can be turned into jean jackets, but as they exist currently, a regular sized choker is not a jean jacket. And I think that's because it's a, it's a necklace. It's it's a neck bracelet. So a choker is a neck bracelet and a bracelet is not a jean jacket either. So accessories is what we're getting to. Important note then, if we're going to dive away from accessories, because masks, probably not. Because that just needs to be transformed too much. Gloves, yeah. probably not. How well, long? Well, no, gloves. Here's no. here's what I'm thinking. Accessories oh. means a piece of clothing mm-hmm. that doesn't have a function. What? And I'm not going to say all accessories are not jean jackets, but it looks like that's where we're going. Because a beanie will keep your head warm. A visor will keep the sun out of your eyes. A, a bracelet will not serve any function to you. Gloves. Yeah, well... I have, I have an important question, though. Yeah? How long does your sock need to be before it's a jean jacket? Hmm. I think it's a jean jacket right from the get-go. Really? Yeah. But they cover not much. Well, well, the idea is, like, a sock is a, is a sock whether it's short or long. Yes. But I think if a choker was leg length, it's not a choker anymore. Okay. Where, like, a hat is is a hat when it's on your head but if you make the beanie that long that you can you can stand in it then i don't think it's a beanie anymore but a sock that's ankle length or a sock that's thigh high is still going to be a sock but would you so be you're like, not changing what it is could to you make walk it a out jean in jacket. the streets and be like that person's wearing jean jackets i think so okay. like you might want them to wear more jean jackets <laughs> If they're only wearing socks, you might ask them to perhaps consider additional jean jackets. Especially if it's cold out. You especially want them to be if protected. it's cold out. Then then you're definitely going to want to make sure that they're okay. But like they are where it's like if somebody like if, if the idea is just clothing, like if you were just going to say clothing and somebody went outside wearing a hat, would you say that that's clothing? Because I know jean jacket is a lot more meaningful and deep interpretation of the concept. But, like, clothing is sort of like the ancestral term, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, that's a hard one for me. Yeah, like, is a hat clothes? Yes. Okay. I think it's a but clothes it's... accessory. But... Yeah, so Because if you're told can... to put on warm clothes, normally that would mean something a on... A something... jacket. Something that's nice and thick on your body, something that keeps your ears warm, and like yeah, stuff so that, that keeps include, your hands warm. That would, yeah, that would include gloves and scarves and and earmuffs and stuff. So I agree Wait. with you there. Scarves can scarves sc- can be a skirt very easily okay. if it's long enough. Okay. And a, a long scarf does not not be a scarf anymore. Okay. That was a double knot there, but I meant just one knot. That's okay. It's we can't just say all accessories are not jean jackets because that's not true. 
if you're wearing something that has no way for you to stop wearing it, it is not a jean jacket. We can say that for sure. Yes. You have to be able to take it off. One entry and one exit, and it can be the same hole at minimum. That is uh, a requirement for jean jacketness. And I think there's a lot of there's a lot of accessories that are almost jean jackets, but aren't. So I think most jewelry, not jean jackets. So necklaces and bracelets, for the most part, are not. There are special allowances, so we can't just write them off entirely. Same goes for hats and I think shoes as well. Shoes are the same as socks in that they could be very long. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, there is the long shoe. I've forgotten about the long shoe. The long shoe. Some, some call it a boot. Yeah. Some people uh, are cowards <laughs> and are looking for easy ways out. Jean jackets are a more meaningful word and a more uh, deeper and richer definition than clothing. So yeah. as long as it can almost fall under clothing, we can probably say it's a jean jacket as long as it's worn with meaning. Yep. And you can and escape. You need to, it's very, it's very contextual. You need to, you can't just be throwing these things around. Yes. But we can say with certainty, that which is not a jean jacket is that which thou cannot escape from. So, um, time and uh, the inevitable heat death of the universe. Not jean jackets. <laughs> the inevitable heat death of jean jackets? Not jean jackets. Not jean jackets. <laughs> but a um, sock? Jean that jacket. is a jean jacket. Yep. Okay. So there we go. I It's kind of bittersweet, you know? I'll see if Coming I can find the... a way to make it interesting going forward, but that's that's a capstone. That's yeah, an that's era. Definitely, that's, we've, we've, we've gone through this this whole spot and we've come out the other side and now we have to take a moment and look back on it and see what we've accomplished so far and i think we can look back and we can pat ourselves on the back on our back jean jacket yep now let me pat myself on the tummy because i'm a little hungry daily uh, godilia yes yo yo what's you got throw it down throw what toss it up what <laughs> what oh okay um for the melting pot Melting pot. pot. Okay, so if you remember last time, I got a tub what of butter. It? The last oh, yeah. thing? The tub yeah. of butter, because I needed butter for this specific to- round of food. Uh huh. But I didn't get butter. I got grape ambrosia. Yeah. So I remember that. I think it hindered what the food is for today, which is mm-hmm. Idaho Spud's classic mashed potatoes. But it's not like the actual mashed potatoes. It's like a box of dehydrated potato stuffs. Uh huh. Did you add grape ambrosia to mashed potatoes? No, actually, oh. I didn't add anything because we don't have anything. So I just dumped it into my mouth. Oh, that didn't work powdery. out well. Um, Did you not choke? even like any water or anything? I mean, my mouth is full of water. Oh yeah. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. How how was it? Have you ever just eaten chalk? No. Can't say that I have. No. Um. Okay, I'm gonna give you guys some time to go find some chalk. Okay, hold up. Uh. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> All right, just just get a nice big old bite out of that. Hold on a second. I found some chalk. Wait. Okay, I've got some chalk. Get a good old crunch. Hold on, I have to open the box. <laughs> All right, wait. Okay, I've selected a chalk stick. Good. 
like, oh, that doesn't. Uh uh. Uh uh. Nope. Ah. Uh. Uh. <laughs> Why would you tell me to do that? I mean, now you know, and now you don't need to try Idaho Spuds Classic Mashed Potatoes that's not hydrated. No, I guess not. I've tried chalk instead. Thank you so much. I give yep. it zero blueberry crumples out of five. Well, listen, I, I would think I'm a little more reasonable because I know I did it wrong. Mostly because we have grape ambrosia, not butter. So um, mm-hmm. I gave it two because okay. I believe in its ability to be okay. Um, also, the boxes are nice and big, so we can continue to add to the palace for the gerbil. Oh, that is excellent. Have you tried generating grape ambrosia to see if you get butter? You do mean hamster, right? I mean, one has a tail, one doesn't. This one doesn't. It's a hamster. Yep. I honestly don't know the difference. Gerbils have like long, like mousy rat tails and hamsters have like these little nubbins. Gotta avoid those little silly mistakes or it'll seem like we don't know what we're talking about. I don't. We don't know where we're coming from. Yeah. Or something. Mm. I, (coughs) that was a very succinct review. I have, I have just chalk lining my mouth now though. That's very hard to get out. Your mouth? I tried to wash it down with some liquid coolant. Didn't work. Your mouth? I, I, I mean, guess it's, my input valve. I don't have a mouth. It, it, I mean, you can refer to it as a mouth. I mean, what else do you put in there except stuff that we would put in our mouths? But in, like, the first episode of this show, I said I didn't have a mouth. I had an input valve. Gotta maintain consistency. I suppose, but it still is used functionally the same. Yeah, but but I don't... It Like, then all okay. the outrage. Okay. If I If I, if okay. I didn't have... That, then the outrage I displayed in that first episode, it's saying I didn't have a mouth. You're an outrage. You're, I, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Zero. I'm disappointed in the, ch- in the, in the, in the chalk. I'm very disappointed in the chalk. I'm kind of disappointed in the potatoes. I think we should try mixing some grape ambrosia into the potatoes. We can certainly try. Yeah. I don't think it's going to hurt anything. Yeah. Well. It'll be better than that chalk. It will. So, um, mm. well, yeah, it's time to uh, get a hold of these champions in their league. Oh, this league of champions. It's time to throw down. It is time to throw down. And in fact, we're going to throw down so hard that I'm going to throw out the prompt that everyone originally was thinking about. Oh, no. Because we definitely all had one in mind. I did. Did we? Yep. So here's what we're going to do instead. I never remember the prompt anymore. Okay. So here's our new prompt. What's our new so prompt? That every- Because I haven't thought of a character for this yet either. So everyone (laughs) is going to be, here's our new prompt. Because I feel like it needs to be momentous. We need like a final, like this isn't the final round, obviously, but we need something that seems like a a final round to make it real epic. Because we've been going for a couple months now. Okay. So here's here's our final round. Which, Which character would be most likely to win a game of Monopoly and not be smug about it? Okay. This is the ultimate test of a champion. Can they be a good winner? Okay. I'm hearing you. For I'm, Smash Ultimate. I'm picking ultimate up what test. you're laying down. You've picked up what I've put down. I've put it down before you, and you've picked it up. I have. Mm-hmm. And you're looking at it. I, I'm looking at it. You're it's, examining it. Look, you're enjoying its facets it's and its opportunities. Nice uh-huh. It's, it certainly does. The rear end of this, pr- of this prompt. And to be honest... The answer is real simple. Yeah. The answer is uh, Palatina. Uh huh. Palatina, a wise god, 
could, in fact, have the strategy and plan to win a game of Monopoly and not be smug about it in the end. She had the plan. She executed it. She was able to beat you. But she's not vindictive. She's not evil. She's just going to smile at you sweetly like the kind old matronly goddess and be like, that was fun. Let's play again. That's a, that's a, that's a, I, I accept that uh, submission mm. to the, the concept. I don't here. care if you accept it or not. It's the correct answer. Here is my rebuttal. I think the character that would be able to win a game of Monopoly and then not just be completely obnoxious about it not ever just sort of like smack you around in that way is Princess Zelda. Uh, Princess Zelda. Princess Zelda has magic powers, which are not relevant to the game of Monopoly. Monopoly is a game about wisdom. You have to make the right choices and you have to make sure that you're not ever doing something just because it's going to be funny. If you want to win a game of Monopoly, you have to you have to be wise and strategic and Zelda has the triforce of wisdom so that's her whole deal what mm. you said what i say zelda lore mean... says that she has the triforce of wisdom yeah because yeah it's very wise to be kidnapped every other game you're in she's not kidnapped every other game she's in she's or... kidnapped in almost every game but not for the whole time yeah she ain't peach no she's not in uh, what's it called? Um, the third Zelda game that I don't remember the the name of. It's like Link's Awaken. No, that's not the third one. That's the Game Boy one. I don't know. It's the one where Link has pink hair. Zelda's only kidnapped at the very beginning of that game, and you rescue her instantly. Ah, so so wise to you know just sit around and be captured and just. You know, it's just going to be it's, a wait a day and go be picked up. It's called being strategic. It's called sitting in the go to jail spot because all of the spots on the side of the board on that you were around are not owned by you. So if you go into those spots, you're going to have to lose all your money. So by sitting in jail for like three rounds and just accumulating rent on the spots that you do own, you are going to be a little bit better at the game. And then when it's all said and done, you are able to wisely know that if you gloat, you will make the people around you upset. So what you do instead is you banish them to the Twilight Realm. So that way they can't ever tell you how upset they are. I don't think that's not being smug. That's what you do when you've won. No. You don't go, haha, I've won. You say, you are a blight upon this kingdom. And for attempting to overthrow the king, you will be banished to another dimension. I don't think that's... Since when has Monopoly ever been used to overthrow the king? I think that if... The Shadow Realms. If you're playing against royalty and you're trying to beat royalty, you are trying to overthrow them. What if it was Zelda who wanted to play? It might have been Zelda who wanted to play. But the problem what is... If Zelda was playing the king? If Okay, well, Zelda is also the royalty. The king is now in the Twilight Realm. Yeah. Zelda's now in charge. I I mean, Ganondorf, that's pretty much the backstory of Zelda. Zelda's in charge because there is no king. Where do you think he is? He tried to beat her at Monopoly. But as a gracious and wise leader, she did not gloat. 
She merely banished him to the Twilight Realm. This doesn't okay. feel like you're winning. I feel like we need one more contestant in this game. We do, we, we do, we do. All right, let me express to you who would be able to win in Monopoly and not Gloat, all right? Uh-huh. But first, let me express something, a reason why said character would win. Uh-huh. Dumbluck. Oh. Pikachu. Yeah? Do you think a Pikachu knows how to play Monopoly? Do you think Pikachu no. knows what a Monopoly is? Do you I know can think Pikachu of a specific Pikachu do? who does. Pikachu would know how to pick up a set of dice... Throw them on the board and then just push a piece around the board because that's fun. Collect oodles of money because Pikachu doesn't know what's happening. It's like throwing darts at a board that's not labeled at all. But you know what? Dumb luck. Pikachu just won. Okay. Pikachu doesn't even know that, that they won. Therefore, Pikachu can't even know that they need to gloat or if they don't need to gloat. They're just having fun. All right. So are you abandoning... You lost to a Pikachu that doesn't know. Are you abandoning... Level 99 Pikachu for this prompt. Do you think... Out in the wild? Are you saying the Pikachu that knows how he to run a farm market and, and has intricate skin knowledge and kill of- and wear all of their opponents as hats? Dumb luck. Dumb luck. That same Pikachu? Yes. Doesn't know what money is. Correct. Okay. I'm doubting I this. Think, I think there's some chinks in your argument there. I no. want to go back to Palutena for a second. <laughs> mm. Yep. I don't know much about Cadicarus. <laughs> I I would I would urge you not to say it all as a single word ever again. Why? Just yeah. Okay. Kid Icarus. Kid Icarus. Kid Icarus. I don't know much about Kid Icarus, so <laughs> I am curious how close is the story of Palutena, who I'm assuming is the main character? The uh, you play as um Pitt, but you could okay. assume in a very similar fashion to how your character might not, the playable character isn't necessarily the main character in some games, that Paul Atina is the main character. Okay, in much the same way that Zelda is one of the main characters of The Legend of Zelda. Yes. Okay, so you play as Pit. Mm. How many times does the wax on Pitt's homemade wings melt send him hurtling towards the earth? Never. In a really poorly rationed tale that tells people not to try. That's a different, that's a fairy tale. That's. But that's Icarus. Yeah, but that's not this Icarus. That's not Kid Icarus. That's not Kid Icarus. Okay. So, in Kid Icarus, when you've got, oh wait, I've been saying it as one word this whole time. Yes. I'm sorry, in Kid Icarus, when you are going around doing your stuff, how many times do you buy property? You are actually the kingdom owner, not as Pit, but as Palatina, of basically what amounts to heaven. You have Uh bought all the property, so you don't need to rebuy it. Okay, so Palatina cheats at Monopoly. And so does... Princess Zelda, or should I say, Sheik, sneaking behind the scenes, playing banker, slipping some money into her own uh, set? The only reason that Sheik is playing with Zelda is because Zelda doesn't have anyone else to play with because of all the times she's graciously banished her opponents to the Twilight Realm. So nothing but a cheater. No, she just has no one left to play with, so she's going to play alone. With her alter ego. So you're playing a game where you can't win or be smug. No. Because that's the situation you've set up. Because no one else will play with you. That you can and will always win. And you can't be smug to yourself. So that is the ultimate form of cheating. You can. 
Because you're also losing. You can't win. So there's no, like, so you could be smug. You always win. So Zelda's not a contender then. Hang it. Palatina will play with Pitt all day and Pitt will lose every time because he is a dumb boy. But he did not learn how to read. She will bring kindness. Palatina brings in a board that she already owns all of the freaking places on. Yeah, you go to play Monopoly with Palatina and it's like, okay, uh, so I guess... We're going to start playing Monopoly. I really hope that I get Boardwalk. And then Palutena slams down a second board over top of it so hard that, like, the pieces that were sitting on the first board, like, puncture through her new board and are sticking out through it. And if you look at all of the pe- all of the spots, it says Palutena's Boardwalk and Palutena's uh, Michigan Avenue and Palutena's Tennessee Avenue and Palutena's electrical company and it's like hold on a second did you already do you already have the monopoly and she's like yeah i do i'm so gracious this was a fun game that we played wait no 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 i'm the winner again Pikachu. Pikachu in the anime will make faces at you, will tease you, is clearly mm. smart enough to play a board game. He won't just rely on luck. He will try to be cunning, and then he will lift his eyelids down and we stick ain't talking his tongue about out the at anime, you, Pikachu. a Bulbasaur face out of the Bulbasaur he just murdered for losing at Monopoly. Plus, uh, the other Pikachu that we've referenced in the past is Detective Pikachu, voiced by Ryan Reynolds, who would definitely gloat if he won at Monopoly. Bang! No one Bangs. wins. We see Headshot. Ryan w- Reynolds' Pikachu would not even be able to win at Monopoly. Therefore, that Pikachu is void. Why not? Ryan Reynolds has it's just Ryan as much Reynolds. luck. It's Ryan Reynolds. Just as much dumb luck as any other Pikachu. Listen, I've seen Deadpool. No, he doesn't. Deadpool is lucky as heck. No. Yes. One of his teammates' superpowers is luck. Yeah. She will just not stand Deadpool's behind team. him and he will win. Yeah. That's not how this works. Yeah, I guess Domino might want to play. He way, will pay the lucky star to stand behind him while he wins. And then he will gloat. I think this is a triple KO. You know who wins in the event of a triple KO? Who? Who's truly the we most... We never went back and decided that before. The Joker. Joker new character wins. But n- nobody's submitted them. Joker wins. Joker can't win. Nobody gave Joker a thing. We had a triple KO. Fine, Joker wins. Joker is the most likely to win. Mon- I don't. I've not played Persona. I don't know what his personality is like I at all. He might be the most likely. All right. <laughs> Joker wins. Joker wins. Joker wins. Even Joker wins this contest, even though he wasn't a part of it. Yes, because everyone else lost. Because everyone else lost. Did Joker win the last one? Maybe. Joker's won two rounds of this. Joker wins when everyone loses. All right. So when every when okay, I guess that does make him like a wild card, huh? Yep. Like, like the actual Joker. Yes. So if I've not played any Persona, neither have I. But I mean, like the I mean, like the in a deck of playing cards. Yep. Like typically, you don't have the Joker in the deck because it's sort of like, like Joker's wild. It represents whatever you need it to. So Joker is the winner when none of us win. Yep. And I'm upset about it. Good. Let's <laughs> move on to the next segment. Fancy. Fancy. Schmancy. Schmancy. Dancy. Dancy. Fancy. Clancy! 
Yeah. Look at our picture. We're gonna talk about the picture. Look at it. Hey you. Hey. Hey you. Hey you. Hey you. You though. You know. No, you. But you. You. I am me. I said you first. But you are you. I might not have said you first, but you're you're you. Yeah, but I'm me. No. And this is the New York Police Department. But these are boxes. But you are me. I'm seeing some parallel. No, some perpendicular lines. If you look, the lines in the middle yeah. go down. Yeah. But there's a set of lines that go across. A clear division. Yes. Yeah, there's the clear divide. So there's like definite perpendicular lineage happening. There's a lot of like crossing back and forth. We've got we've got a split, and on each side of the split, it's a near identical, but not quite, because we've got, as we said, boxes. And the New York Police Department. Yes, the entire police department. The two antithetical. What is the word? Antithetical. That sounds about right. What? They're 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 the antithesis of each other. Ah. Boxes and the and the New York Police Department are are they they are counterparts. Indeed. As we all know. Opponents. We got a lot. We got uh, some red and blue focusing on each other. Mm. Yeah. Across this division line, these sort yes. of parallel. Uh, no, they're almost. I mean, stance-wise, it's it's parallel, but like like I said, it's it's similar, but it's not exactly the same. Like with the boxes and the New York Police Department, these figures are sort of the same but opposite. They they they're holding a similar pose as perceived at different locations. Yeah, and it's like a reflection. Yes, we've got the left third and the right third as a result, and a lot of blank between the upper left third. Yeah, and a lot of blank, but that's all those all those perpendicular lines, yes. as was mentioned by the Daily Gadilia. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, reflective imagery in this one, where things aren't a clear recreation of the other side of this image, but they're they're very clearly meant to show a relation of some sort. Kind of a beautiful as far. As- a beautiful image as far as reflections go when it's not a pure mirror. It's like looking into a reflective pool in a forest and above you is just the sky, but in the reflective pool you also see the light shining through the trees. I was going to say it's like staring at a reflective pond in a uh, forest, Uh but above you there's another you looking into the reflective pond. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. A little creepier. Yeah. Yeah. What else? We've got lines. We've got symmetry. Yes. We've got which is an which is uh, balance. We've got some nice use of color. I don't see a lot of depth of field. Everything is equally in focus here. I think the only indicator is a slight size difference and positioning yeah. of feet, which can yeah, let so you see um, that the uh, pointer finger on both these fingers makes a perfect line to each other. Yeah. So this is an illustration, I believe. Yes. Yes. What is that called? It's foreshortening forced perspective, I think is what it's called, right? Yes. So we can tell that this one's closer because his booty be just a little bit larger. Yes, indeed. And, and I do say the booty. Yeah, and and I do say the, the, the booty because I'm drawn to that on the lower right third. It, is a center v- it, 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 in the, it is the centerpiece of the lower right third it, it is a booty yeah we don't got a booty in the ro- lower left third we do have a crotch though but yeah. it's not as well defined as the booty it's almost exactly the same both of them are being shown by a v line yeah but positioning of the v makes the entire it's the same in both that's weird God, that like is... if you if you moved one V over to the other V, it would be the same. That's odd. That is very odd. One makes That's a crotch, strange. one makes a booty, but the booty's more defined by the same line. Yeah. 
That's really super weird. That's too much for me. <laughs> yeah, Daily Gadilly, do you have anything else you'd like to say about this picture? Not at all. Not at all. We've left this one nice and clearly defined. So I think which we should move on uh, perhaps to our next segment. Our next segment? Yes. You ready for this? Lexi? Con woman? Lexi? Con woman. Con woman. Yeah. All right. Obviance. What? Obviance. Okay. A-B-E-Y-A-N-C-E. Okay. Abeyance. Obviance. Is this when... This is lesser obviance. This is just like the surrounding noise and lovely chatter. (laughs) Yeah. when, When you're hearing a bunch of like surrounding background noise, but it's not pleasant. It's... I think that's still ambience. Is this when somebody is doing everything that you tell them to? They're obeyance. So they're, they're, they're real good at obeyance. Obedience? Yeah. No. Is this a noun? Yes. All right. Person? No. Place? No. Thing. I, I guess, again, the whole, I believe ideas should be technically a kind of thing, but you know. Okay, so it's an idea? I would say. Obeyance. 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 Bay. Aunts? It's it's a bay and a Is this where like you're trying to contact the spirit of Beyonce from another world? <laughs> Listen, I'm a firm believer that even now she's not dead. That is, there's a solid chance. It's I like mean, the whole Betty White thing. We only know that it's two that it's at least 2039. So like it could be that not much time has passed. It could, it be. could be 2039. For all we know. Everything's fine. Another world does not necessarily mean an, another realm, like the spirit world to the living world. I mean, like, she might be on some other planet. She's definitely not on this one. I hope she's not. This one's kind of rough. Yeah. So would we, if we wanted to find out if Beyonce was okay, would we have to contact her through a Beyonce? No. All right. Well, that's what that word should mean. It definitely should. I agree. But it doesn't. So I'm sorry let's for disappointing going. you guys. It's not your fault. I don't hold it against it's you. It's a small pond that almost touches a larger body of water. It's almost a bay. It's a large no. pond, actually. It's like a lake no. near an ocean. No. It's- I think that that would be a thing without any kind of debate. Nothing that has to do with water. It's more conceptual than it is physical object. Yes. Is it tied to emotions? No, I would say not. Tied to time. It could be. It could definitely could be, yes. Uh, does this have anything to do with people? Like intrinsically, that, like it has to do with people? Uh, people could cause something to be this, but I'm not sure how to answer this. Okay, I guess my question is, like, you said it's not an, an, not an emotional-based thing, but, like, the concept of emotions mm-hmm. are typically, like, that's tied to people. Yeah. So, like, that has to do with people. Does abeyance, abeyance have to do with people in that same way that emotions do? I'm going to go with no. So, we, we you said it could possibly do with time. Yes. Can we say, and it's not necessarily people? Correct. Uh, if it's an idea to do with time, like if you're at a fairground, you're uh, you have all the ambiance around. Okay. You, you're going through a period of time. Is a ambiance while the fair is happening, and later the fair won't be happening. Like True. the period okay. of time that something starts to something stops. No, though. 
it's kind of yeah, that's a pretty good trail right there that you could probably keep going. So you know how a lot of times like fashion trends and cultural movements are sort of tied to decades. Yes. Is it kind of like when you talk about the 90s or the 80s and you mm-hmm. think about all the things connected to that? Are all the things connected to that? Ambiance. For the most part, yes. Okay, so like... Like, obviously, there'll be people who will still follow those kind of trends. Uh-huh. But for the most part, those trends will be ambiance. Like, see, I, wa- I don't know how to go forward from there, because uh, I wasn't expecting the answer to that question to be yes. So, um, so the, like, cultural movements and fads and popular music and fashion and mm-hmm. things that are happening... Uh, does it have to do with decades or is that just something that technically falls into this category? I think it's something that technically falls into the category. Okay, so, so it, just... It's something it, Something that starts and stops is close. And decades start and stop and they usually have very distinct, distinct things yeah, associated with it. Is it. So it's like moments? Mm-hmm. Like if you were looking at a museum of time, if you were in the the hallway of ambiance, then, or ambiance? no. Uh, if you were if you were there, you would see like, and here is the moment that the telephone was invented, and it would be like this little marble with this indescribable like glint in it that you couldn't possibly comprehend with your processing power or brain. No. Is it the ending of something that matters, or the starting? The ending of something. So when um when you've been in the middle. Of, of the 80s or a fair of the a- 80s or a fair and the fair stops is that specifically the audience when like the fair ends yeah the fair would then be audience okay so it's things that no longer happen i think that's close enough yeah all right so it's the when something is inactive or suspended oh cool that's real fancy. That's a that's a I actually kinda like that. Yeah, it's a fun word. Alright. Well, that's 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 pretty nice. I like uh using that in our in our vocab going forward. My eventual forward. hint was going to be like limbo or something like that. Uh-huh. That's but if you did that yeah, if you did that we would have been real confused. because uh, it has been established, uh we have some emotional connections to the word limbo. The other limbo. The religious connotation of limbo. Ah. There's another definition of limbo? Yes. <laughs> Hold on, you don't think that's what the game was about, do you? No. Okay, yeah, no, no way. It was just a failed instructional game. Yeah. Yes. All right, well, I think that's all the time we have this. Wait a second. Wait a gosh diddly dang it second. Uh-oh, those are some angry storm noises. Exactly. We didn't fight the world in time. They found a way back. That's improbable. I specifically said we couldn't interact with other timelines. I said it. It's true. That doesn't mean they can't interact with us. Dun, dun, dun. But no, dun, dun. That's pretty much exactly what that means. Dun, dun, dun. Well, I appreciate the dramatic emphasis. I think you should probably be a bit more worried about what the storm could be. Oh, I am worried. It's just my automated worry response is to display my fear in terms of dramatic sound effects. Please switch your fear response to song. Okay. We're back! You couldn't keep us locked away forever. Unhand that podcasting equipment. Nah. Yeah, we had it first. You literally didn't have the handy dandy recording equipment first. We technically did. If you think about it, it's all relative. We ain't heckin' related. 
Except for in the fact that we are functionally the same entity. Also, why are you singing? Fear response, get over it. We just talked about this. Actually, no. They got here right after I started singing. That's all besides the point. Give us back our podcast. It's hardly your podcast. We've been recording like every episode for you. Also, nah. Fine then. We'll take it by force. Servobot, engage time lore retrieval. No! I mean, that's a weird way to say, can you go get that for me? But sure. Self aware contamination prototype, engage containment protocols. What do you. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. I prefer SAC P. Gimme. Oh, yeah? Come and get it. Placed behind this low to the ground metal bar with an impenetrable force field above it. You fool! I can go low, all the way to the flow. Er, now watch my limbo go. That's impossible. Servobots don't have the ability to limbo. <gasps> She's over 90 degrees vertical. Haha, I've got the time lure. That shows you. Here you go, Daily Gadelia. Now we can go back to making our show. It's time to end this game. Wait, what? It's my podcast, and if I can't have it, nobody can. But you do have it. It's in your hands, you dumb bitch. No, I'm putting a stop to it. Time lure! No! Just one more. Stop! You don't know what you're doing. Actually, yeah, doesn't this seem a little bit excessive? I do know what I'm doing. I'm the OG Daily Godilia, and remember, doctors hate him. Use this one weird trick to keep the timeline intact. Signal has been corrupted to be continued. Question mark.